funny really that's all that matters that's what you went that's what we're going with for this one <laughs> well i mean eternals x gonna give it to you sooner or it's later an x in eternals but externals get it if they're no longer an eternal then they're an ex external that, that, eh? means, that means they're out they're out <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh well welcome to every man's guide to nerdom where we are two 30 to 40 something year olds to talk about pretty much whatever we want i'm chris and i'm kyle and uh, if you guys would like to hang out with us uh live or interact more first off join the discord links in the show notes down below uh like and subscribe to the videos or audio or whichever platform you're listening on whether it be youtube spotify itunes whatever um follow that help us with the algorithm uh, join the Discord below. Join the conversation. We've got lots of channels and things to talk about. All kinds of things uh, nerdy. Hence the name of the show. That helps. Nerdy. Nerdy. And uh, also, if you want to, you know, check us out live and in person, we also stream on Twitch. You can find Chris over there at Guyver Unit Zero One. It's G U Y V E R U N T T Zero One on Twitch and. You can find me, uh, Kasich, K underscore S-I-G, on Twitch. We play together every Friday and Saturday doing random indie games, horror games, whatever our fancy is grabbed by at the moment. Um, it's fun to hang out and watch us, you know, get scared. Chris more so than me. I don't ever get scared, ever. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. never happened once. Yeah, I think there's two and clips from this weekend where that says otherwise. Ah! 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 <laughs> we, we sounded like a really shitty version of the count off of Sesame street. Like it was like we were at a, at a count convention. Like we had our own little booth, like, ah, 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 there was four of us. One, two, three, four scared nerds. Ah, ah, ah. I think Kai goes, ma'am, 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 ghost, ma'am, ma'am. Yeah. We got needless to say, we got the shit scared out of us. We did. This game's got good jump scares. I peed a bit. So it, it was a good time. So yeah, you guys, uh, come hang out with us and check that out and do things. And like we're open uh, as long as we got the uh, the slots open and nobody's committed to it. We've got uh, people in the community that play with us all the time. So if you mm -hmm. guys want to do that, hop in. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what are we talking about today? I don't know. I thought uh, we were talking about the internals ah the internals uh the uh the lesser known uh heroes <laughs> the, from the, the, yeah 
That that was from that uh, Marvel slash Magic School Bus crossover uh, <laughs> issue where they went inside and, and they went inside like, yeah. a Celestial's butthole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, you see Max Polyps through the. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What is it? He has a tapeworm. Oh. Oh, uh, what's can that? Can you imagine the tapeworm in that? What is that scary thing all the way over the top? Gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to brush. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to talk. Okay. We're going to talk about the Eternals. Now, before you turn off the episode. <laughs> because there's... There's a the movie the movie got some mixed reviews. We're gonna be honest and call it like it is because that's how it looks like out there. Mm-hmm. I personally was okay with it. I liked it. Grace thought it was the best movie ever. I didn't think it was the best movie ever. He told me in, in confidence it over was, the weekend. It was slow as shit, but very slow. I liked it. I liked it because it was different. It was different. And there's already people that, I mean, it's been out for a little bit. People have already talked about the movie ad nauseum through the whole thing. I just really broke it down. We're not going to nerd you this one because we'd be here um, until like June. It would take us, <laughs> literally, it would take us three days. It's a long ass movie. Uh, so we're not going to do our normal nerd thing. But there is something that I think, and I think Chris agrees with me, is special about this movie is uh, the implications. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the the meat of the movie is okay. There's some cool stuff that happened. We'll talk a little bit about that, but there are so many things that are, you know, if you go back to our last two episodes were rumors, part one and part two, because we rambled for a long freaking time on those two, and they're great. You should listen to them good. if you're not. Yeah. Pause this, go dick. back, listen, listen to those. it. Yeah. Chove. Chove. But this kind of falls along with that because there's a lot of little things that came up in this movie that I didn't know. You know, like, like it's pretty well known through the episodes of the show that Chris knows the comics. I know what's happening when the movies start coming out, and uh, I haven't read a whole lot of the comics, but I I'm learning because I'm doing research for these uh, episodes as we do them. And um, or Chris is like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And then I'll go down a damn rabbit hole, and I'll come back and throw stuff at him. He's like, "I don't remember that." Now I remember that. You know, so it's from it's hard what to remember I remember everything. He remembers everything. He's like an elephant and Santa Claus had a baby. And <laughs> elephant and Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old Santa- Saint Saint Pachydermis. Pe- Pachydermis? Dermaclaus. Saint Nicolafent? Dermaclaus. And he he brings you skincare product products. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> Dermaclaws. Pachydermis. Uh, you're, you're getting a lump of rosacea. <laughs> what are you getting? I got gold bond. <laughs> I got eczema. Skin conditions. It's a thing. <laughs> I got a lotion up in the wintertime or I get all brittle. Anyway, um, Lotion Where are we going? We went minutes. off on a really weird thing there about what? skincare. Mm-hmm. Skincare no products. And such. Okay. So, anyways, we will be talking about shit from the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, cool, whatever. You can turn it off if you don't want to hear about it. Yeah. We're going to spoil um, everything. We do spoil everything. But you got to also remember, too, 
um, lots of people have seen it now. So the time period's been long enough. We're going to talk about it. So with that, let's go into comic history. Yeah. Yeah. If we got the, the spoiler thing addressed and, um, the Eternals have been around for a while. I um, mean, it will not, well, in, you know, comic book form and stuff, they've been around forever in like the story. Mm-hmm. In like in the book, they've been around for a little bit, just not well known, I guess. They they're odd. They were kind of, yeah, they they were they're bigger in like seventies, eighties ish. Then they kind of fell off for a little bit, but then they got picked back up again for another run. It was like two thousand something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might have had you have it in the notes somewhere, but somewhere. then they started gaining traction again. But then they started retconning some shit. So really popular characters. Then you find out that they're part of the Eternals race. So, I mean, it's odd. that it's They're a weird choice to kind of thrust in there. They almost felt like a filler. Yep. But this movie changed everything about what we knew about the history of Earth in the MCU, and apparently it's debatable now of which universe this actually is, because some Marvel execs have actually said the MCU is six one six and not one nine 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 one and five nines. He but, doesn't mean no. He's not talking German. Ah, uh, not the German. But it's so in the comics. Earth, you guys have for those of you who have been with us for a while. You know that we've talked about this, like especially with when WandaVision started. Yeah. Earth 616 is Earth Prime. That's where the multiverse branches off from. Like anything that happens in 616, that's what creates new realities. So that's the prime Earth. And I didn't know this, but yeah, Kyle was telling me that some exec has said, the MCU is actually 616, which before they've said it's not. So I'm, Okay, I want to build off of that for just a second while we can. I wonder if the meaning and the reasoning behind that is that's familiar as being Earth Prime. Mm-hmm. And in this realm, and the, the MCU is its own thing, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. And so that they're saying that what we're seeing here is the equivalent to the comic 616 because we're about to have multiverse stuff. We're going to have all these things branching off. Oh, And just to make it easier to understand. I mean, because 616 is a hell of a lot easier than Earth 1, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9. No, 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 no. I mean, I could get behind that, I guess. You know, if, if you have MCU Earth 616 and you have comics Earth 616, that's not so bad. He's not so bad. He's not so bad. He's not so, bad. But, um, yeah, so there was, I don't know, the, from what I gathered, like, not super popular, not mega well-known, but everything, the things that happened in this movie gives us origins to, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, everything. find out, like, where the humans came from, where... Some of the, you know, where the um, Eternals came from is, like, better than humans. We found out Earth's pregnant. That's cool. 
We uh, <laughs> it's been pregnant for a while, mm-hmm. and it has sparked the debate of was Thanos really a bad guy? There's something. Yes, he's talking. a megalomaniac fuckhead. We'll get to that. I want Even to, in the comics. In the comics, I'm talking about MCU Thanos. There, we'll get to this and that and the crossovers and things here. Because I got some stuff that that's going to make your make you think a little bit. I don't even have it on the list. I want to throw you a curveball here in a little while. I'll probably forget about it. You probably um, will. And then it'll come up, and I'll go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That, we'll be in the after show thing. I'm like, "Oh God, mother! I forgot the thing." I so, forgot. Anyway, so we'll do like a, okay. the, a quick brief history of. Hold on, I got to pour a little bit of um, tea here. It's totally tea. "Quote unquote" tea. Oh. Uh, Corked my beard in my bottle. Okay. Corked <laughs> my... I guess that's better. Is that the same pain as, like, getting your wiener or your balls caught in your zipper? Similar. Similar. Does it, actually? Well, I guess it, the, it's yeah. the same consistency as your pubes. One day when your real beard comes in... Someday we'll I'll have it. a real beard. So, <laughs> the Eternals comic history. Originally started... So, in 1970, Jack Kirby... Uh, left Marvel, went to work for DC, and he began the saga of the New Gods. And I've heard you talk about New Gods yep. several times. Yep. So you got to remember, too, Jack Kirby is literally a god in the comic industry, too. Mm. Like some of your favorite stuff that you didn't even know about might have been created by Jack Kirby. Give us some examples, Chris. So Kirby was one of the driving force, of course, you know, Eternals. He also did, um, now you put me on the spot and I can't fucking remember. Hold ah. on. See? He also did, he had a hand in the Avengers too. Um, he did the new gods. He did, he was old when he died too. He, I didn't know he was born in 1917. Whoa. Yeah, he did a lot of the um, Marvel comics in the Silver Age. Like, well, Fantastic he, Four is one of his... It, or, um, he had a hand in Fantastic Four. With Captain Stanley, America, Shannon Carter. Captain America. Um, Silver Surfer was one of his. We're going to see who else that he had made. Doctor Doom. Um, he, he was His collaboration was um, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, um, Black Panther, um, Uatu, The Watcher, yeah, Dr. Doom, you said Ego, the Living Planet, the Inhumans. Galactus. And Black Panther. Uh, what else did he do? Uh, Jean Grey was his making. I didn't know that was Jean Grey. Yep. Uh, oh, the Limbo Champion, Hermes. Um, no, it's different. <laughs> God, this oh. list is so long. Iron Man. Yeah. Just like of the, the creatures he created. Juggernaut. You know, I'm just oh, like Juggernaut th- was his? Uh-huh. I didn't know that one. Uh, according to Comic Vine, uh, they got a long list. You know, Magneto, um, yeah, Man-Thing, and Man-Hunter. I know Man-Thing is like one of your... Oh, I love Man-Thing. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Man-Thing. I forgot about that. But um, yeah, he, um, he was pretty awesome. I really, really liked him. Um, oh, uh, Machine Man, who I hope they'll bring into um, MCU at some point. And Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur is rumored to be coming to the MCU. Devil Dinosaur? Yes. Um, 
because yeah. it's they're working on a show for Disney Plus, I believe. Hmm. Like Devil Dinosaur is awesome. Think of a uh, T Rex that's yeah. big, red, and um, oh, has shoot. like a little ape-like creature that rides him named Moon Boy. So there's Secret Warriors that Devil Dinosaur popped in, and is that tied to? It's not tied to Secret Wars. No, no. That's different. Okay, I yep. see you here. That, oh, yeah, he's big and he's red. Mm -hmm. He wears a smoking jacket occasionally, apparently, so I'm guessing he's intelligent. He lives in the Savage Land. Wolverine and Moonboy riding dog. Okay. Oh, he's, you know, he's like his eyes kind of look like they're like horns. Yeah. And he's uh, cool looking, isn't he? So it's like it's rumored. Okay, so he's. Okay, here we go. So it's rumored because of his appearance that he is that devil dinosaur uh, will possibly make an appearance soon in the MCU, but will actually be revealed to be Mephisto. Huh. I'll be damned. It's right there on the internet. Check. Gotcha. Over here, check. <laughs> check. <laughs> right. Mm. Fuck off. There we go. I'm like, yeah, no, no, ago. yeah. I'm like, yeah, right, right, right. No, I knew about that, but then I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. And then there's Mephisto. There's Mephisto when you least expect him. Hold on, hold on. Hey, can you get this out? Oh, where you where you got hooked in there? Yeah, yeah when yeah, you took on. a hook line, oh, the sinker's in there too. Kyle just um, wiggles his worm in front of me, and I take no. Wait, <laughs> that's not right. Nah, that's right. So he made the our Jack, our Jack Kirby made Most new action gods. Kyle's seen in a while. <laughs> made new gods over at DC. Uh, which got abruptly canceled before the uh, the stories and the arcs got appropriate endings. And that's important. When I'm yeah, it's important because it comes up again. Uh, there was a he had a very at this time in his career had a really high interest in uh, high concept sci-fi. You think high concept sci-fi? This is the 70s and 80s. This is the times of you know Star Trek was getting big. Star Wars was on the horizon. Like this is a time frame where sci-fi was this type of sci-fi was cool yep so you gotta also remember too kirby is kind of considered the father of the cosmic comic okay like because if you remember fantastic forward they get their powers cosmic radiation space 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 New powers God, space eternals space silver mm -hmm. surfer Power cosmic. Okay. So yeah, he's kind of yeah. yeah, he's kind of considered the father of the of the cosmic comics. And then, you know, he did he did a lot of shit that wasn't DC and Marvel too that were really good. But yeah. Continue. So hold on, there's one I want to look up here. Clickety clickety clack. Was he create? Did he? Oh no. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking he also created Howard the Duck, but that was somebody else. Um. And so he he had this interest. He left DC, goes back to Marvel, and what we know now as the Eternals originally started off as the Celestials. It's going to be hard for me to say that throughout this whole episode, but you know we'll power through it. That eventually changed its name to Return of the Gods before settling on the name the Eternals. Uh, they had to go off of the Return of the Gods name 
to avoid legal issues, there was a book that was in a similar style called Chariots of the Gods as written by uh, Eric Von Daniken that they're, they're looking at some potential legal trouble there. So they end up settling on Eternals. Um, now we, this comes up all the time um, because, of, because of trends and things like this, DC and Marvel mimic each other in superheroes and whatever's cool of the times and all that. And they're, you know, the Eternals are of the time thematically similar to new gods. New gods. They are. I don't know anything about new gods. Yeah, you do. You know more than you think you do. No, I don't know anything. I'm sticking by that. (laughs) You know more than you think. I know nothing. Do you remember you watched the, um, the cartoon series of justice league. So you remember that? I didn't watch a lot of it, but I, we have all of them. You can watch it. I don't. But it's we're not the, have time. Okay. Okay. So, um, some of the characters in there you'll recognize are new gods. Okay. Like that were in there. Mister Miracle, he's in there. Big Barda, she's a new god. Um. Oh, what's his name? Um, I can picture him right now but I cannot remember his name. He's but got I mean, the helmet. He's Darkseid's son. Um, Darkseid Jr. Went to college. Why can I not remember his name right now? The, the themes of New God were oh, similar to Eternals, right? right. I mean, you'll agree right. on that. Okay. Oh, 100%. Um, but also, and this is where the earlier thing came comes back into play, the original Eternal saga was also cut short and canceled without full resolution of the plots that were set out in the story. Uh, and it just kind of sat there for a while. There were some brief appearances uh, of the Eternals in Thor, and they were kind of mentioned here and there, and just a little filler stuff through comics. Um, until 1985, they came back as a full 12-issue miniseries run. Um, and then kind of quiet again for a while until about 2000. There's a one-shot comic called New Eternals Apocalypse, now number one which had the Eternals face off against um, one of the X-Men's big bad, Apocalypse. Um, and then it got rebooted again for the uh, the Max run of comics, which are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, here, kind of focused more towards like mature adult readers. The, kinda. M- the Max run was late 90s, early 2000s thousands if i remember correctly and it was like the brutal era that's the max run is when garth ennis yeah creator of the boys yeah did his run on the punisher okay we've said it before we'll say it again the boys in the comics if you think it's brutal watching the amazon prime show that's like watching mickey mouse compared to the comics I'm pretty sure there were some Mickey Mouse episodes back in the day that were like, "Oh, I'm sure there were." But th- I'm, that's, should you be you know doing that, I mean? Mickey? <laughs> should you be hanging out in Poland? No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so they they had a run in Max in the in the Max run, and then um, there was a miniseries in 2006. Um, that kind of, that's what brought the Eternals into the modern, more modern Marvel universe. And there's a four series, um, 2008, 2009, that ran for like nine issues. And then, um, they returned in Jason Aaron's Avengers 
in a story arc involving the Dark Celestials, um, which they were all killed, but in normal comic book fashion, they were resurrected again in another series in 2021. So now you're up to speed, listeners. For the most part. For the most part. That's that's the high flyover. Um, but what is vital, I think, to the eternal storyline, just <laughs> from what I've seen and what I've been reading and trying to get backstory and stuff, is to me what's more important then the Eternals being uh, introduced in the Eternals movie are the Celestials being introduced in the Eternals movie. I think that has way further reaching ramifications than the Eternals being introduced. Yeah. I mean, you can't have, you can't, you wouldn't be able to introduce one without the other though. No. But I think the Celestials are way more important and the long run. I feel that they they lie in a very gray area. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but after going back, and if everything that I've read and everything that I watched from the movie and seen, like, they're not villains. And they're not heroes. They're just there to they're continue things. They are celestials or cosmic balance. Yes. They're not good. They're not bad. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they're, I mean, they're world shapers. Mm -hmm. That's what they are. They create life. They create worlds. That's what they do. Um, well, not all of them. Okay. So Galactus is a celestial, but Galactus isn't a celestial from our universe. Galactus, um, he's not that blobby shit from Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. I'm hoping we get to see Galactus now that we've been introduced to Celestials. Galactus is known as the World Eater. Cool costume. He's from a universe that died. He was the last Celestial from his universe. Um, and he came over to ours. He eats whole planets for his food. So Galactus is a Celestial. They play a bigger part in the whole grand scheme of things. That's so why was, they're considered gods. You talked earlier about a whole retcon thing. Now, Galactus is older um, in as far as being introduced in comics and things. He was introduced before the Eternals or Celestials were. Yep. So was he retconned to be a Celestial? Um, you mean in the movies or in the comic? In the comics. In the comics? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say his, yes because they didn't introduce him as a celestial. His first his first appearance in the comics Fantastic the, Four. And yeah, in the sixties. Yeah. Pre celestials. Pre celestials. So yeah, they but also they, a creation of Jack Kirby. Right. So that yeah, they kind of retconned him. Um nothing's ever officially been said, I don't think. Don't quote me on that one. But they because you know, they just introduced him. Um the ultimate nola, uh, ultimate nullifier. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that he's afraid of. That's what the Fantastic Four always fights for to get him to go away because it erases you out of his existence. So they kind of retconned it so where he's not his own little race. He's part of a bigger picture. If that yeah. makes sense. Okay. So, where the Celestials become important in the MCU, 
uh, is basically from the beginnings of humans as we know it. And so the way it was explained through the movie and I guess kind of through the comics as well is um, in the before times in the way, way backs, there were a race of, of human proto humans, uh, mm-hmm. what they were called. So um, the celestials performed genetic experiments on this race and um, resulted in these experiments resulted in the Eternals being created. Mm-hmm. Super powerful, known for having a very long life span, hence their name. Um, the the experiments caused them to have different forms of powers and things. We'll go through the ones that we saw in the movie and their powers, but also created um, the Deviants. And these experiments, this is what's one of the big things. You know, we talked about the implications and the things that this movie brought about are bigger than the movie itself. Um, the possibility of mutations and mutants from these genetic experiments. Um, now, it's long, it's thought that the these experiments that led to the Eternals also created the, uh, the, the X gene that is just kind of laying in wait and that maybe the snap or maybe the events of the movie caused that the, like the release of the energy caused that gene become active. And now we're going to have mutants or they've been there all along and this is going to bring them about. So that's, what's going to be interesting to see. Right. Well, and so the deviants are different in the comics than they were in the movies, the deviants, they called them, they were the changing people. They were kind of the earlier experiments of the Celestials, and in the comics, um, Thanos is a deviant. That's why his skin's purple. Um, he was uh, what, like an eternal gone wrong. More. I'm trying to remember of. his history. It's like the deviants are. I mean, they're Eternals. They're just an offshoot of the Eternals. Because it's, I think what the, I think I know what you're talking about, and it all goes back to uh, Eros being a eternal, right, and being the brother of Thanos, being a blood brother, I believe. Well, quote unquote, blood brother of Thanos, and that's where Thanos went wrong. That's why his appearance is the way he is. That's why he's a shithead. Um, and we'll we'll dive off. We'll go ahead and dive off the Thanos theory now if we want we to. Well, Thanos, so he's an eternal, but he carries the gene for the deviants. Right. And which makes him like extremely, extremely rare. Um, oh, I gotta look this part up because I vaguely remember the storyline. Like they dove into it and it was a really, really cool storyline. Um he's not he's an eternal. So the Eternals and Deviants, yeah, I mean, they're two completely different races, both created by the Celestials. Um, I can't find it. I just had it marked so we could talk about it. I mean, they're basically the Deviants are just like the destructive ones. They were, um, I think their the race is Homo Destructus is what they called them. Okay. And they were just, they were unstable. After the Celestials manipulated their genes, they were unstable. And Thanos carries the gene. That's why he's purple. Unlike the rest of the Eternals, who are right. just normal color, he carries that deviant gene. 
And but that's not what makes him fucking crazy. It's just he's Thanos. He's just fucking crazy. So this is going to be important to the Thanos MCU theory and things that I saw. Um, and I don't know this part from the comics. So we know in the movies, the Eternals that we saw, basically they had their memory wiped after every planet. Um, you know, to get more into that, they were sent in to prep a planet to help the life forms on the planet evolve and thrive to create energy for the celestial that is planted into the planet to come forth and be born. Basically like there's like a gestation period of a celestial inside of a planet. Like their little celestial eggs are like laid inside these planets and they need energy to grow. And it takes, you know, thousands to millions of years to happen. Mm -hmm. And so these Eternals are placed onto these planets to help nudge things along not necessarily interfere but help them stay on path so they can advance so the civilization doesn't die out so it can generate enough energy that the celestial that is ingrained into the basically the core of the planet can pull enough energy to be to burst forth and be born right celestials are like those wasps that lay their eggs in the spiders and the other insects and then they burrow out from within. So the big question that's important and that's something I would need to understand because I didn't find it or look for it, um, were if the Eternals in the comics also had this memory wipe situation because that's what happened in the movies. They could not, they were basically created. They were more cybernetic in nature in the movie. More, but yeah, they were creating, you know, but their memories were wiped after each conquest, after each, celestial birth so they they did not remember that's why they thought they loved it they their life was just their own basically they didn't mm-hmm. realize it wasn't so was it like that in the comics as well did they have a like a memory wipe after i don't remember about the memory wipe i know that they that they're effective it, it basically eternals according to jack kirby may means like made in the image of god yeah as close to image of god as you can be which is why they have the long lifespan the superpowers. Uppercase or lowercase G, like how Ego says. Uh, uppercase. <laughs> <laughs> like, uppercase. Um, I don't, I don't remember that part. I, I don't, because it's like, so the Eternals played a part in Marvel's history, mm-hmm. but they were never at the forefront of the Marvel history. So it's, it's one of those that I never really got into them until later. Here's what's a cool theory about Thanos and the Eternals and it's the things, rumors and theories and conspiracies and all that. Um, we see in the movie that Thanos suffers from, they call it Mad Weary, I believe, um, which they just saw it as some type of mental type disorder that she had. That she was losing it. Yep. She lost grips with reality when in all actuality, she had a very, she's had a more firm grasp on what was really happening than everyone else. Because her memories of destroying these other planets or these planets being destroyed as a celestial was was born were seeping through and they were retained by her. And okay. You can there's only so much info you can take. Yeah. Is what so it is. It's seen it's seen to them as, you know, she's gone mad. Key that she's gone mad. Okay. I gotta like readjust for this because it's gonna get good. Um Thanos being an eternal. Right. Right. We found out in the course of the movie that his um, 
making half the population poof disappear, delayed the birth of um, the celestial. Uh, was it Tiamat? Tiamat. Tiamat. The was, communicator. Tiamat. The communicator. That that was, you know, growing inside Mother Earth. Ooh. So he delayed. Oh, cool. He in presumably, 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 whatever, whatever, accidentally delayed that because the population was cut in half, which cut the power of or the energy that could be generated by the earth in half, right? Right. There are some things that he had said, you know, talking about there must always be a balance to things and all this that that could be interpreted that he had done this before, not the population wiping, but had been involved with planets before as an eternal. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Follow me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, the things that he was doing... He knew they needed to be done. He did not know why. He was subconsciously delaying the destruction of humanity by destroying half of humanity. He was seen as mad. I mean, he was called the Mad Titan. He is called the Mad Titan. Right. Mad. Mad Wittery. Mad Titan. Mm -hmm. And so... Mad Sweeney. Possibly his madness, his psychotic rages, the things that he did were him suffering from Mad Weary from his previous times as an eternal. I could see that. And so he was delaying he was delaying the destruction of mankind by destroying half of mankind. He's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. I could see that. I would argue that, but I can see that. Yeah. And I thought that was one of the more interesting like theories that came from all this. And here's the thing. That's probably not how they planned it. No, it just like, there's some like super nerdy high level guy at Marvel slash Disney. That's seeing this and his possible connections. It's like, Ooh, Ooh, let's do this. We can do this because of this now. And if we put this out here, we got it. You know, so, it's it's classic. It's not a retcon. It's like the, I would call it the opposite of a retcon. I yeah. would call it like a conveniently open-ended con. Uh, conveniently open-ended con from the previous movies that now can be manipulated a little bit to carry on the storyline. And so they could come out because we, we had the introduction of, of Eros, uh, Thanos' brother. Mm-hmm. In the uh, in the mid roll, uh, whatever you want to call it, the mid roll scene, scene. mid credit scene, um, and so that's kind of confirming more of his backstory. And that you know we saw his home planet in was it an Endgame? Endgame that we saw Titan was a Titan. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, the that was Titan. Yep, what utterly destroyed. Destroyed and void of life, like Earth would have been. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's what he, that wasn't really, that was his home world, quote unquote, because that's the last world he was at before he, he wasn't able to be reset and have his memory wiped. He had some, some of it linger. I like that theory. 
it's a really cool one. I don't know how much, you know, meat's behind that, but yeah, it's a good theory. I mean, it gets you thinking. It's very, po- I mean, I think it's possible. I know there's holes in it all through it. There's and, always holes and stuff. And though. either Justin or B-Rob are just going to tear it apart in the Discord. Oh, it's going to be B-Rob. Justin's too busy with school right now. Oh, good for him. I can't, I can't, I can't handle getting double teamed by those guys. One at a time, fellas. Again. Again. But yeah, so that, I thought that was a really cool theory. Um, and that, that builds off that Thanos being a deviant. Uh, I like that theory, though. I really mm-hmm. like that. So, like, the reason Thanos can fight the other Eternals, like, and kind of demolish them is because of his deviant DNA. It allows him to be stronger and have, he has more of a power set than the Eternals do. So, if he shows up in the multiverse of madness somehow, mm-hmm. which I haven't even really seen anybody postulate that happening. I, I don't know because it'd be cool. Thanos is, yeah, it kind of had his time, but in the comics, Thanos was obsessed with Madame Death, mm-hmm. and which is death. And like he married her in one of the comics. Um, she has a physical manifestation among the celestial beings, like eternity, the living tribunal, stuff like that. So if we see him somehow appear in Multiverse of Madness, would he be a deviant variant? Yeah, I think he would be. Yeah, okay. I think he would be. I think that's a valid question raised. So we we went kind of far into the Thanos thing there, which I thought would be cool to do. Um, we can talk briefly about, well, as briefly as we usually do, about the Eternals that we actually saw. In the movie. In the movie, and there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. eight, nine, ten of oh, them. Ten? Yeah, I guess there was. There's 10, also important, also important. And there's one that I know that you're going to love to talk about that we'll throw out there. So we had uh, Cersei, uh, who became the leader. Um, about was a quarter- an Avenger in the comics. An Avenger in the comics. She's the empath. Her power is transmutation and has a strong bond with the humans. We Great had character and... Cool character. Played by Gemma, Gemma Chan in the movie and who also played Minerva in Captain Marvel. Ah. She was one of the ones hunting Brie Larson. Cool. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, we had Icarus, which is... Icarus is basically the... the Superman. Superman analog. You know, he's the his powers are very much, very, you know, Superman. Or Homelander, however you want to look at it. They called him Superman in the movies. Oh, yeah, they did. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. They called him Oh, Clark I loved Kent. how Marvel made the fic- the DC fiction canon yep. in their superhero reality. Which is awesome. <laughs> I love that. That was I awesome. I love that. Icarus, uh, Icarus is, he's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super powerful. Super really, handsome. Really avoids relationship conflict. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Like, to the like the highest degree. Like, you know, he ends up kind of in the eyes of the rest of, or in the in 80% of the Eternals, he becomes the bad guy because he sides with the Celestials on wanting to, you know, basically the events all lead to the destruction of mankind. Right. Um, and he comes around at the end, finally. 
like at the very end. And he, him and Cersei had a romantic relationship for like thousands of years. Um, and then instead of like trying to talk it out with her, when she's like, oh, okay, well, you, you did the right thing at the end. Let's talk about this. She's like, nope, fuck it. I'm flying into the sun. Like, I don't want to discuss my feelings. <laughs> so he just flies directly into the sun at the end of the movie and dies. That so. kind of pissed me off because that originally wasn't the original ending for him. Yeah. They took the name too literal. Like, right, yep. oh, he's Icarus. We're going to do this. Yep. Yeah. So, and, okay, something, we, uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this or not. I don't think we did. But the Eternals all have their names based off of human history. Yep. Like Icarus, Cersei. Athena. Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. Um, Ajax, really good at cleaning up messes. You just put mm-hmm. a little Ajax on it and you wipe it down and... Yes. Um, okay, go ahead. But um, so then we have Kingo, who pretty much stole the show of the whole movie. Kingo was great. Oh, Kingo was amazing. Um, his power basically shooting fireball from his hands and becoming a star in Bollywood. Those were his two superpowers. He was great in the movie. I loved it. I think I forgot the actor's name that played him, and I'll probably butcher it if I try to say it. But I want to say he got his start back in the day, like on. College humor and a few other things. I think he did. I mean, he, you know, he's a stand-up comic. He's well known in the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kum- Kumel Ninjani. There's a Kunal. Let's look. Then we had uh, Sprite, who was the illusionist. Kumel uh, Ninjani. Um, portrayed in the movie as a small. Teenage, teenage girl, girl. Which in the With comics, names. I think I, saw, I think I saw where Sprite flip flop back and forth. Sometimes it was male, sometimes female, sometimes pretty androgynous. Like it was, you know, either or. And about halfway through the movie, I got to thinking like Marvel doesn't usually throw a character out there, and then they're one and done in a movie. Nope, not very at all. rarely. And Sprite was a cool character. Because Sprite had thousands of years of knowledge stuck in this little teenage body, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, the actress that's playing Sprite is going to age up. How are they going to address this? And they did at the end of the movie. They basically made her human. Yeah. And so now she can get older, and, you know, so that fixed that. Well, one of the, my favorite, honestly, one of my... So I thought, okay, so Eternals didn't do well in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Eternals has done very very well on Disney Plus. So, do you think that is because this is the type of movie that you have to analyze? I think, yeah. I th- Well, I think it's a combo of stuff. I think it's the type of man- movie you have to analyze. I think it's the second lar- longest Marvel movie they got. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in the middle, still in the fucking middle of the pandemic. Yeah. You know, movies aren't what they used to be, the theaters. No, um, no. If this had been a non-pandemic year, I think it would have gotten a much better reception. But it's gotten actually real. I've been reading it really positive reviews from the people who watched it on Disney Plus. I think it's better when you can sit down and really think about what you're seeing without the distraction of being in a movie theater. Right. Well, and that's like you and I. You know, we'll go see it. And we're all pumped. We're like, that's fucking awesome. I love that. And then after we watch it at home, like two or three more times, like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and I don't have subtitles at the movie theater. That's true, too. So I miss a lot of stuff. 
um, one one of the things let's talk about Sprite real quick for a sec. Um, yeah. One of the things I loved in the movie is how um, Kingu compared her to uh, Tinkerbell. Yes, another Disney property, and then um, Icarus was her Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And if you remember in the stories, Tinkerbell was in love with Peter. Yep. Tinkerbell loved the Peter. Love the Peter. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love Peter? Their little fairy dust just goes everywhere. Starts thinking about Peter. Made when she hit him with that fairy dust, he just stood up and crowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time to wake up, Peter. She just kind of flicked him a little, you yeah, know. Just a little pink. Just a little pink. <laughs> Oh, there's um, our dick joke. There's our dick joke. Um, but no, I just thought it was really cool how they referenced Peter Pan and the thing. And if you look at the character, the actress who played Sprite, mm-hmm. she kind of looks like who every iteration you've seen of Tinkerbell, too. Well, it looks really like the, uh, a lot like the, uh, was it Julia Roberts and Hook? Yeah, when she played Tink. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I forgot my, about that. After Tink got, she, uh, she got a haircut towards yeah. the end of that movie. And she, you know, and she, I remember she's like, do you like it, Peter? Like my little my little fairy haircut. Yeah. yeah I forgot hot. about that. But yeah, no, I <sighs> I love Hook. Uh, Hook is awesome. Oh, there you are, Peter. Play. So, <laughs> uh see, we talked about Sprite. Wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Play. Play. Here, flick, flick it. Flick the Oh, over here. I can't from flick. No, flick. Yeah, no, flick the uh spoon. Play. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> this is why we also do video. Yep. Oh, shit. You're welcome. Rufio! <laughs> I'm bangering on out of here. Fastos, I know this is one that you are that you have talked about. I love Have avoid Fastos. talking to me about until I had watched the movie. Yep. Because the implications again. This is yep. another one. This is another really good example. And this is one of those things with Marvel. It could mean everything or it could mean absolutely nothing so one of the reasons he's one of the reasons that they started tanking the movie to begin with well number one you know chloe Zhao is an avid avid um she speaks out against the chinese government a lot mm-hmm. so china started a smear campaign against her she cast fastos who is an openly gay character a lot of the fanboys did not like that. That um, I'm going to just assume that that deviated from the comics. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Um, I mean, they, they've always played around that some of these characters could be like bi, they go both ways. Yeah. But you didn't really do that in the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? In those comics, comic books. It's, I mean. Like it happened in the 70s. Yeah. yeah the, not it, in the it comics, did, yeah. But not in the comics. But you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was the was it the eighties that North Star from Alpha Flight came out as gay, or maybe it was the early nineties. I don't remember, but that caused a whole big hubbub, yeah. and the fanboys were just not happy about it. Well, just like so, the the recent uproar about uh, Superman's son in the comic. I forgot his name. Being gay, yeah. Um, Jonathan, yeah, and being the new Superman and being gay, like oh, the new Superman's gay, and like. Or, Holy or, shit, the internet blew up. Or Tim Drake, Red Robin is gay. Yeah. 
or he's bi, but he's they're gonna make him gay, full on gay. Um, I mean, I mean, I it's not that I have a problem with that. It's my problem with some of these are. It almost seems to me like sometimes that this is this may this is gonna be an unpopular opinion that maybe they're trying to do this for to jump on the bandwagon now. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, oh, cool, we'll make him gay now. You know, lots of other artists are doing this now. Maybe we'll do this. And for me, I'm a I like the history of stuff. And then yeah. like you go back and you retcon it to or change it all of a sudden to that they're gay. It's not that I have a problem with it. It's I don't like changing the history of stuff. So um, in the in the comics sometimes. I get over go, it. Go off of with that one. I think if if they just shoehorn it in just to shoehorn it in. Mm-hmm. I think they did they did a good job of not making him gay for the sake of making somebody gay. Like the right. he has a family. He's married adopted a son and there was and they gave that gave him ties to earth right and so they it wasn't just for you know however you want to call it either the inclusiveness or the shock value or whatever right, right. it was like he had a family and he had and they like explored that i mean they had time to they went for three freaking hours so they had plenty <laughs> of time to explore that See, and i and, loved that yeah and i i, I appreciated that mm-hmm. that it was that was his tie, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, the um, the because I I think if it's done and it's made done for the sake of attention and done to be made a spectacle out of, it loses its value. And, and see, I think that, yeah, the way that it was done with him mm-hmm. was well was, done. Was well done. It, it wasn't, you know, that he's a him being a gay character was the sole focus. Like that's his only identity. That was a part of his identity. Right. Just like you do anything, just like with, um, uh, Makarai, you know, it wasn't her being deaf was her identity. It was a part of her identity. Right. Who she was. So it was who she was. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, Druig being a creepy, weird asshole. wasn't all of his identity. It was a part of his identity. He just looks fucking weird anyway. He's weird. Creepy. But I, I like what they did with Fastos. But the, the thing that I know that you really wanted to talk about was... Um, the rings. Yeah, and his yeah, ability. Not his marriage ring. No. That and the other nine. And the other nine. So let's talk about that. And I think you explained that more, a lot better than I did too, about not doing something for shock value. It's Again, it's not that I have a problem with them being gay. Cool. It's great that the gay community has representation now and we're at a point we can have representation of Asian heroes, gay heroes, you know, all that. It's like you said, it's, I don't want them to do it just for the shock value of stuff. Like I'd be outraged if like the big thing was everyone, they became like, Oh yeah, no Superman's actually a chicken. And so is the flash. They're for part of a chicken race that infiltrated the, I'd be, I would watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, that might be kind of cool. But you know what I mean, though? It's yeah. not like, it's like just doing it just to do it. If there's actually a backstory and they flesh it out, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Or they do it just, and it's done well, not just to do, oh, hey, I'm a chicken today. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, Before you guys start just going all over me about it. Um, So, okay, so Fastos, 
like you said, highly intelligent. He's, if you go by the movie, he's the one who advanced human history. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to a lot earlier on than he did. But they wouldn't let him. Because he wanted to give them, give humans a steam engine early on. They're like, oh, they're not ready for this. And he's like, okay. What did he, he give make? Them the wheel. No, he didn't give them the wheel. He gave them a, um, was it a hoe or a shovel? I can't remember. Some, something very rudimentary. And he's like, I give you this. Um, shit, what was it? Was it, a, it was like a farm tool, basically is what it was. If I remember right, but I don't remember. Um, and so he had Fastos, but the ten, but the ten rings, ten rings. So if you noticed in the movie, he fought his at the end. There, he had these ten rings on his finger, fingers, mm-hmm. not one finger. Um, you know, they did everything he wanted. They held Icarus like they're they're strong as shit. Yeah, you know, he's a genius. He's beyond a genius. Um. In the comics, the Ten Rings were actually rings on the Mandarin, like in Shang-Chi. They weren't these big things that go around your arms. They were actual rings. Um, This could have implications that Fastos is the one who created the Mandarin's rings of power in the MCU. This could have been one of the weapons that he created because if you remember, the Mandarin was thousands of years old. Yeah. Could be. Um, it was a plow. That's what he made. He's like, I give oh, you it was a plow. The plow. Oh, that's right. It was the plow. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, it's so it's, I thought I saw somebody else, another one of the Eternals, have rings on their fingers, though. Because I remember I was looking for that. But I think he was the only one that I saw that had 10 rings. And there was something else I noticed. That he did, and it this could just be a Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. So you notice when he was, um, when he was on the ship and he was doing his creating and doing all the manipulating and stuff, right, and moving things with his hands and making, you know, the the visual diagrams of things that as he was working, like those Tony out, did, right. It looked very Stark like, yeah. So and this you know happens after you know Tony's already dead. So, like, did he visit? Did he nudge that? He might have that part because that looks so familiar. Some, yeah, he might have. It's. I don't know. I don't know when Fastos actually stopped advancing humans. Um, it was after. Was it the, after he got married? No, it was after World War II. It was in the movie. It, it was, was after um, after Japan was bombed. Because it showed him at, he's either Hiroshima or Nagasaki. One of the two. He was like at ground zero. Oh, that's right. And Cersei came to him and he's like in tears. He's like, I gave them this and this is what they they did did with it. Yeah. Yep. Boo. So there's our our Fastos roundup and the potential connections to the Ten Rings. Um, Makari. Makari. Speedster. Very cool speedster. The also original deaf. speedster. Yep. Mm-hmm. I liked her character. They didn't give her enough play in the movie. It was very minimal. Very minimal. They, they, they didn't flesh up. her out. She had um, her... She was a klepto. Her lo- Well, she had her low-key love interest with Druig. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was portrayed way younger than the actress that plays her. Um, for one, because the guy that plays Druig wasn't that old. 
and I think she's like knocking on 40 or 50. Is she really? Oh, yeah. Um, hold on here. Is she really? I think so. I really do. I could be so wrong. She doesn't look it. Um, da, 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 I mean, Ming No Win is knocking on 60, and she looks phenomenal. So she was born in 78. So she is, she's 44. Wait, that's not knocking on 50, you asshole. 44 is past 40. I could have told you how old she was if you would have said 78. Well, still, I mean, she's portrayed like I thought to be way younger than what she is. She's she portrayed look- to be in her 20s. Yeah. And well, she's like thousands of years old. She looks good for her age. Yeah. Either as a, in the movie or in real life. <laughs> either way, she's thousands of years old or she's 44. Either way, she's held up really well. Unlike some of us. What? What? So then we have uh, Druig. Wait, you know where else we've seen her, right? That actress? Uh, she's, uh, she was in Walking Dead. Yep, she was Connie. Yep. Um, That's the main one I knew her from. Is she actually deaf? I bet she is. So she I is. bet she is because Marvel's been really good about casting actors with she disabilities is. with actual actors with disabilities. And here's what's important about that. And we'll get to the rest of the Eternals later. But I mean, looking back at her movie, she's in Eternals. She was in The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. She played in Sound of Metal, which was about the drummer that lost his hearing. Right. She played in a movie called If You Could Hear My Own Tune. Like. Yeah, so yeah, she's deaf and she plays deaf characters. Here's well, something she was in Legacies. She was the dragon in Legacies. That's important about that. And I did not think this would be the segue to it. I wanted to hit on this. So you notice that there was a wide variation of accents across your team of ten yeah. channels. A wide variation. Scottish, Irish, Korean. Scottish, Irish. Everybody were all the actors were using their natural accent. So Marvel's had a thing of characters changing their accents up until now. Like Natasha Romanoff does not sound Russian at all. And you have Elena does. Um, you know, they, they even kind of poked at um um some other Jeremy things. Rainier. Yeah. Like they all hide their accents to to be more Americanized or English or whatever, you know. Um, that they just like use your accent, use your normal, and so you know her being deaf. Was she deaf in the comics? So she was a dude in the comics. Okay, so that was another gender swap. Yeah, there were a couple. I don't remember if he was deaf or not, but she was a dude in the comic. Like his. His, her, his costume, if we're talking about the comics, him, yeah, is actually pretty cool looking. It's mm-hmm. red with like a uh, cow, basically. First F I can't see anything. Started, it started out as a guy. I think they ended up changing her to a girl, though. Okay. Remember the Eternals. I don't see anything about 
No, not because uh, she played a deaf female version in the comic. Okay, so no. So that kind of stayed with that whole line of them keeping their natural whatever accents. Because um, we had Druig, who had a Irish accent, I believe, like a very heavy, sometimes awfully hard to understand Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the you know the mind manipulator. He ended up running a cult. Um, really odd character. Really weird. Um, reminded me of Bronn from Game of Thrones a lot. Yep. Which was, that was the joke. I tried to send you that one day when we had, like, oh, well, look, we had Kit Harrington. We have Cersei. And now we got Bronn, basically. Like, if he would have been in a wheelchair or if Gilgamesh would have been like Hodor at some point, I would have lost it. That would have been it. <laughs> but I don't really have a whole lot on, to talk about on Drew. He was just weird. He's weird Irish mind controlling cult leader and creepy, creepy. But Gilgamesh, we do. Gilgamesh, we got another is awesome, another first. Really, the first was he the first he, Korean uh, superhero portrayed, or I guess superhero portrayed by a Korean in? I don't know what's Wong. I don't know. Uh, hold on, let's look. Wong MCU actor. I think I don't uh, know what that's so Gilgamesh is Wong. played by Don Lee. He's the oh, first he's... Korean actor to be in a major role in the MCU. He's British. He's Chinese. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um he's the second Korean actor to appear in a Marvel film after Claudia Kim in Avengers Age of Ultron. So he's the first Korean actor. Don Lee is the first Korean actor to be to portray here. So we have another first. Uh, Which, Gilgamesh was a cool character, I thought. Very he was a, strong, you know. They changed his character from the comic, too. Okay, so how, what what kind of change did we get? Well, Gilgamesh was... Um, he, in the comic, I'm trying to remember the full history, but basically he was an Avenger for a time. Okay. He became Gilgamesh. He changed his name to Gilgamesh after he wore this. He was in exile for a while. And he he was the forgotten one in the comics. Okay. Um, I can't remember what he did. I think he killed another um, Eternal is why they, and so they banished him, if I remember correctly. Okay. In the so comics, he, was he Thena's quote-unquote bodyguard? I don't remember that. Okay. I don't. But uh, he, he was, yeah, they called him the um, the forgotten one in the comics. And he would he would come back to help them. He changes. Uh, they changed his name to Hero at one point too. After he came back to help them, well, he's dead now. He's dead. Yeah, cool character. Uh, I liked him. I, liked, I, I thought he was a great character. He was probably one of my my favorites out of the whole group. Probably after King and yeah. And he was never in a hurry. <laughs> never in a hurry. Um. Then we had Ajax, who was also gender swapped for the movie. Mm-hmm. It's originally a male in the comics, played by Selma Hayek. They said they wanted, they did that swap, the Ajax swap, because they wanted, they wanted uh, Selma Hayek, they wanted the Ajax character in the movie because one being a healer, um, you know, it's the healer, Ajax was the healer and the spiritual leader uh, of the Eternals, had the ability to speak to the Celestials. 
they wanted Ajax to present as a more motherly type character. And so they went with Salma Hayek. I could see that. Yeah. I could really see that, actually. Who's also dead in the movie now. I liked her character. I did. Wait, I liked her. This We're getting ready to get unpopular here, I got a feeling. I liked her way better than Thena. Thena's character was worthless in the movie. I was not a fan of the character, one, in the movie, or Angelina Jolie's acting in the role. She was... I mean, she's kind of a side note. Yeah, and that was supposed. To, that was one of the big sales for this movie. Is you got Angelina Jolie in a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and she seemed she was either really tired throughout the movie, or she was overacting it, like over dramatizing a lot of things. It that's that's how I took it. She did a better job than I could playing, you know, the goddess oh, of yeah. war. Yeah, but but. I just I I didn't like it. You know, her her story was critical to the whole thing. Um but yeah. Do we do we want to go through the quick rundown of the movie? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> we could, but it would We've been going for a bit already and the, yeah, we're about and to well, get to the the interesting stuff. Well, and here's the other thing. Uh, we can go for the quick 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 rundown. Eternals um, is about the the progression of Earth, human evolution. Mm-hmm. That's there what it go. is. And Earth gets knocked up by mm-hmm. by a celestial, uh, it, celestial egg. You and heard. Then Earth is like Earth is basically a big fucking Kinder egg, right? Didn't even get an Uber ride. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then you know Eternals were there to like babysit, make sure you know people keep making babies and getting smarter. So then the the celestial baby can be born forth through the egg of earth yep. and they stopped it from happening. And it only got like, it only kind of breached the surface and now well, it's stuck out there in the ocean. It was a breach baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to remember too, that if you remember our rumors episode, I think it was the rumors episode. Um, the way that Cersei changed her powers that's what's rumored to be the kickstart to the mutants. They there's a theory that we might have seen the mutants because of this now. Oh, because her powers evolved after completely the- evolved, and she got super strong. And remember how she when she touched the celestial, like everything changed and yeah, morphed and evolved. And she's very not- like Jean Grayish at that moment. She is. She is um, Omega level mutant. I mm-hmm. would consider her a mutant at this point because her power set evolved. See the, um, the the thing that I saw that were we could have mutants coming from this was from the deviant vomit. Did one of them puke on Icarus? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yep, that's where we're getting. It. We're getting mutants are coming from deviant. <sighs> but he flew to the sun, so you know, take that for whatever. So okay, end credits. End credits. I think the stuff that happened here in these two little end credit things were just as well, not just as big were very big like in the the events to come like yep. worth the movie happening well, uh, the first first, the first we saw was the appearance of pip yep voiced by Patton oswald the oddly animated awesome. pip like yeah. that looked a little weird he did they could have done a better job on that mm-hmm. but so pip the troll his history with marvel is actually quite fascinating 
he was actually like a human like character. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful character. And then his beautiful man, the better of him. beautiful or man. Woman. And he got turned into Pip, who is an alcoholic, constantly on drugs, looking for the next good time, a gambler, just a like smells bad. Just a, like it's a troll. He's a troll. Basically, they took my life story. You smell better. I guess. Not by much. Um, but Pip is like, he was one of the keepers of the Infinity Gems. He was part of the Infinity Watch with Adam Warlock. Why is this important? Adam Warlock has been confirmed for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Adam Warlock was mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. At the end when, what was her name? Aisha, who was... Um, so if Thanos was considered the bad... Yeah. Aisha was, I think it was Aisha. Um, she was considered the good. Okay. There were the, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum. But now she we think Thanos may not cocoon. be so bad. Not so bad. You're not so bad. You're not such but a bad guy. Adam was referenced in the cocoon. Adam was the keeper of the soul stone. Pip in the comics, uh, he had the times, no, not time stone, uh, space stone. I think it was the space stone. The one that lets you teleport. Yeah. He kept it in his butthole. Huh. His goat butthole. The old prison wallet. The old prison wallet. Um, this has huge implications. That particular fact that he kept it in his butthole has huge implications? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I mean, that's I mean, extremely if, if specific. You're ever, if you're ever looking for a good place, if you don't want to forget where you left something, just stick it in your butthole. So if you have um, an infinity stone... You're like, ah, what do I do with this? Just boop. <laughs> right up the old sphincter. Okay. God, can you imagine if you put the power stone up there? Ah. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. You would literally demolish that toilet. If Thanos... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> if Thanos would have employed that theory, it wouldn't have been the great snap, because Thanos had an ass on him. It would have been the big... It would have been the great clap. He just clapped them cheeks. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Did you guys hear that? Gone, gone, gone. He just out there just twerking and just. Hey, hey, Eternals, uh, what is to it's, Oh, it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, let's invite uh, Eros over. We're going to invite Icarus. We're going to invite, I guess, Druig. He's kind of creepy, but, you know, he always knows what I want to eat. Um, how about Thanos? No, no, we're having beans. Mm -mm. You're going to clap them it. cheeks. Can't do it. Mm. Uh, where were we going with that? Uh, something about butt The cheeks. introduction of Eros slash Star Fox. I hope he does a barrel roll. I'm really excited for that to happen. Like, I just want somebody to tell him to do one. Um, let's see. Uh, no? I thought that was a good one. No, I'm trying to think of how to work that in because I was trying to think of what other character looked like the other characters. And they're like, I was going, was there a Pepe? No. Pietro? Pepe Pietro. Mm. I don't know. No, I was trying to play off it, but I couldn't think of one. You're close to whatever you're trying to do. I can see it. Yes, I'm it's, right it's... on the cusp, but I just can't, I can't get there. Mm. Dang. No. Could have been gold. Sorry. Yeah, I fucked that up for you. That's fine. I was trying to thank God. What was I? It'll come back to you. Yeah, after we get done. Probably. 
put it in the okay. show notes. Continue. Okay, barrel so, roll. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> eh, I looked at the artwork of Arrows from the comics. Harry Styles is pulling that look off really well. Very, very well. Like, so, that's spot on. Because when I saw because that's another thing I had no knowledge of, right? Like, you've talked right. about it that, you know, we're probably going to see his brother. Yep. But I never did look to see what he looked like. So when I first saw him, I was like, that's kind of cheesy. Now look, he looks like, exactly like Arrow. That's pretty spot on. That's so, really good, uh, Harry Styles. So, uh, start, yeah. So Star Fox comes from Eros. Eros is the god of love or lust. I can't remember in Greek mythology. Yeah. So his power set in the comics is kind of creepy. I don't think it would. It it won't fly now. That's why I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with him. He can manipulate your passions, your desires. Oh, yeah. He can make you fall in love with him. Or get you horny, lust after, or him. yeah, or you know, or on the opposite end. So, so what you're saying you hate. that that set of powers is the one direction that they don't want to take Harry Styles' character. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, that was, was a good one. That was a great one. I mean, because well, I mean, he does light up my life like nobody else bitch I'm out. um see, yeah i was yeah. waiting to play you, off that you're, you're 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 setting it up i know <laughs> i just i just just soft tossed it over there to you and you're gonna you took a swing at it <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know with today's cancel culture i don't know how they're gonna do this i think it could be done they just have to do it very carefully like they would have to 100% make it make him creepy about it, mm-hmm. and then he would 100% have to face repercussions for it. That's the only way I think that you can do it. Well, see, the thing is, like, so they just like hellacious the repercussions, yeah. Well, you gotta remember, too, you can do love and hate, he can manipulate, like, they're both super strong emotions, yeah. He can make you hate something, hmm. so I don't know. Maybe he'll do that more. Maybe stick to that one. Uh, next, uh, we talked about arrows. We talked about Pit the Troll, Kit Harrington. Okay, so this is the end. Dane Whitman. Well, okay. Well, Dane was in there from the get go, though. Yeah, the character. The character was there. Um, I didn't know who the character was. I know you do. I love that. I love Black Knight. And I'm this uh, another thing where I've done some like reading and stuff. Like this looks like a really cool character. Like I'm really excited to see this character play out. Um, so, go ahead. Tell me. Tell what us what you know. Well, explain what happened at the end. So at the very end, this was after um, everything kind of went to shit again. Like it re went to shit, and the the living Eternals had to go face judgment by um, I forgot his name already. Um, the Celestial, the Judge, um, the Arbit- the Arbiter. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Um, Ath- uh, with an A. Big, big red dude. Um, Ashram, Asheron, Asheron, yeah. Um, and so it was. It was shown earlier in the film that he was a college professor, I believe. Um, like maybe an archaeologist or a sociologist, some type of history preference. Um, in his teaching, something like that. So he goes back to his office, and I don't remember exactly what was said. I do remember there was a case. Sitting on his desk, he opens it, and there's a sword there, 
black sword. He goes to reach for it, and you can see the like almost like the Damascus look in the blade in the metal. You know how you get the swirls like in Damascus steel. Mm-hmm. It kind of had that swirl, but it started moving. The black on the blade started moving towards his hand in a fashion that we have seen before. Very recently, actually, in another end credit. The way stuff, you know, well, we got a nod to it in another end credit. Very symbiotically. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it, I know it, where you're going now. It just, it just kind of like it wanted to attach itself to him. Um, and then we hear a voice, and what did the voice say? I forgot. It said, are you sure you want to... What did he say? What's up? Are you sure you're ready for... Ah! You just hear me clickety clickety typing. Um, what did he say to him... Arishim was the the bad guy there. Da, 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 da. Why does it not say what he says? Is it, are you ready to? Are you take, sure you're ready? Something like that. Something like that. A voice off screen. We didn't see the face. The voice was uncredited in the credits, but you know who the voice was. Blade. Blade. It was Blade. I wish they would have shown him. That would have had a hell of a lot more impact. Yeah, it was very sneaky. And so, so now we we had the introduction just in the post credits of one, two, three, four new characters. Mm-hmm. Well, new super characters. So um, we see the beginnings of Kit, I guess this is going to be him becoming the Black Knight. Technically, he already, yeah, because he's just like opening the, it. The sword was handed, like his grandfather was the original, I believe, right? Or originally wielded the sword. Well, according to this, like it's a long history. His family has a long history of it in the comics. And it's going back to like King Arthur times, I believe. Yeah, medieval times. Which we saw, you know, earlier in the movie, we saw Athena have Excalibur. Like she manifested Excalibur or she had Excalibur, one of the two. So there's like a slight nod to King Arthur's court there if Black Knight went back to that time, which I think he did, the the hero itself. So right. So you want to talk about the Black Blade, the Ebony Blade real quick? Do I want to? Or do we or want do, to? Yeah, you can if you want to talk about that and Black Knight briefly. And So we can, so Black Knight. So in the comics, the Black Knight, were the guardians of the ebony blade the ebony blade um why this is so important with blade being introduced blades what half vampire right he's a vampire hunter there's a parallel between the ebony blade and vampires the ebony blade in the comics drinks blood Ah. it was forged from a meteorite and it, it slowly changed so um what was it with um excalibur who could wield Excalibur? It was the pure of heart, right? Mm-hmm. Ebony blade is the opposite. You have to be corrupt at heart to wield the ebony blade to bring out its true potential. Um, 
literally the blade's sentient um and it it hungers for blood of men and the black knights were tasked with controlling that bloodlust right um and then the recent 10 15 years in the comics um you find out that they've they've changed the power set a little bit they've added on it consumes souls and then those souls are transformed into uh energy and because of how many souls it's fed on it has the potential literally to destroy entire worlds it's probably one of the most powerful objects in the entire marvel universe okay and it 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 can so like you're hurt and you let's say stab someone right it'll drink the blood and its energy the soul it'll heal you it effectively makes its controller the black knights immortal to a degree like it's a phenomenal weapon and so from what i've seen and i may be interpreting this completely wrong but it makes sense the way that we saw because we're talking about uh symbiote right 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 that that sword you know it's a living sword dealing death Mm -hmm. is a descendant of the sword that null created to decapitate a celestial yep and that sword was the first symbiote null is like the He's the god, god of, of the void and created the symbiotes and all that stuff. So we're seeing, you know, some venom stuff. That sword, he killed a celestial, chopping its head off of the sword. That was a symbiote. Like, there's all these things. Right. Well, it's... Did so, he decapitate? Was it nowhere that he decapitated? I think so. Um. So in the comics, the celestials are light. Mm-hmm. Null is the god of the darkness, the dark, right. the dark world, the dark universe. So he's celestial grade, basically. Um, and he's attempted and, to lay claim to the ebony blade at one point. Yes, because the ebony blade can actually kill him. Huh? Oh, well, there we go. That's where we're going to go with all of it, I think. So and then uh, you we're going, the we've got celestials. I think we're going to be introduced to Null at some point. I, I don't know if they are or not. It depends if Sony, because I don't know who has the rights to Null. Um, if it's Sony or if it's Marvel. Let's see who owns Sony the or the mouse. He's a fairly new character. Yeah, no, he's he's only come about in the past ten years. First appeared in Venom, so there's a big guess that Sony has it. But Sony's smart play is going to be to partner with Disney for anything that they want to do with any of those characters that they have. Actually, if he's a new character, though, Marvel might have that. This is 2018 when he's introduced. I bet Marvel has the rights then. Did they acquire everything in 2018? I mean, they got a lot of stuff back. But Sony's never, ever going to let go of Spider-Man. Well, no, but they, they own rights to characters primarily associated with Spider-Man as well. But th- this is a brand new character, though. So that's why I'm like, Ugh. I don't know. What do you guys think? You tell us. 
interesting to see. I think right. it could be really, I mean, if, I don't know. I'm still saying if Marvel or if Disney's like, hey, we want to use this character, someone's going to like pay us for it, and then Marvel's going to do it, that'd be the smart move. Right. Because they're, they're, they're going to ride that Spider-Man high horse as long as they can. A hundred percent, they will. Yep. And then the last thing we have on here with the introduction of Blade. Mm-hmm. They're hinting at the Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns were a group of kind of anti-heroes. They were the ones in the darkness. Blade's a half-vampire. He paired with a vamp- full vampire named Hannibal, who killed his own kind, like Blade. Yep. They also paired with Ghost Rider. This could be how they bring Ghost Rider in. There's also talk that... what What's his name? Shane Bernthal? John Bernthal, who John played Bernthal, Shane who in played Shane, Walking Dead. Who played the Punisher in Netflix. They kind of confirmed that he's going to be playing Punisher in the MCU yesterday or two days ago. Okay. He could have an appearance in the Midnight Suns because the Midnight Suns, they are tasked with all the bad shit. Like that was one of my favorite comics was Midnight Suns in the 90s. And it was dark because that's where we got the Darkhold. Remember I referenced the Darkhold? Not to be confused with the dark hole. Where you hide Not your the stones. We, with Pip. With Pip. Um, the Dark Hold, you remember back in when we were watching WandaVision in mm-hmm. Agatha's yep. basement? And I said that could be the Dark Hold. And they pretty much confirmed that that was the Dark Hold. Um, that, could, that could all come in big circle. That's where they introduced Lilith also, who was, do you remember who Lilith is? Mm-mm. Supposedly Adam's first wife. Now Satan's mistress, Satan's wife. She's oh. the mother. She's the mother of all demons, of all monsters. So that's how we get Mephisto. That's how we get Mephisto. Well, I can see. So you're talking about the Midnight Sun. So you, right. you're you're seeing some groupings starting to happen. Um, I know we're getting close to wrapping it up, but this this light bulb went off, and I got to get it out, or I'll forget no, it. Do it, do it. So we're starting to see these groupings, and you 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 mentioned this earlier with Jack Kirby and his thing being cosmic mm-hmm. based comics, right? Phenomenal so starting, cosmic power. Phenomenal cosmic powers. Itty bitty living space. space. <laughs> so we're seeing these things starting to group up right now. We got the cosmic stuff with Eternals, um, possibly or very likely Fantastic Four. We're, we're having these things group up that are all going to come back to what I'd like to refer as, and people are going to hate it, the Avengers universe, the stuff that's happening on Earth that's really Earth-focused, the your day-to-day people type things. So you have the cosmic things, and there's a theme amongst all of them. You have, and, you know, and that's going to, I think that includes Guardians of the Galaxy, includes all your Guardian stuff, just mm-hmm. because of the space travel, Thor to an extent. Um, but I think we're going to see some more stuff with Thor because there was a run of uh, legendary influence like mythical and legend influenced characters throughout Marvel that kind of fit in that whole Thor universe. Yep. Yep. Thor's gonna keep going. We're gonna keep seeing that. But then you have what we're talking about with the the with Blade, Ghost Rider, Punisher to an extent. That's a very dark, almost um not paranormal, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I know what you're going for, but yeah. I can't think of the word. Um, but a a very spooky set of people. Mac, um, Mac, macabre, macabre. Because uh, you got you got vampires, you got an uh, actual flaming headed ghost. You've got Punisher who just wears a skull. He's skull. not a ghost. He's a he's a demon. Uh, a demon is just a ghost that's going through some things, and so you get this type of stuff. And so you're seeing these groups, <laughs> these these very defined groups. A demon is a ghost who's going through some things. Possibly. He's laid on his bills. Go on. He's laid on his bills. But you see what I'm talking about? You're seeing these yeah. groups starting yeah. to form. It, which and is what Marvel does. The big What picture. Marvel does. That's what happened with the comics. That's where you get all these stories. They're all loosely tied. They're showing their ties um, through like the end credits or these little nods here and there. And then you're going to start, I think you're going to start seeing these characters. They'll be possibly introduced. You have several of them introduced in the main push, right? Right. In right. Your main, your main Avengers storyline that's running right. through. Right. And then you have all the little offshoots that they're going to drop into these buckets of, of, you know, leagues and, associations and things and like you know you were talking about them being like a group kind of like of anti-heroes mm-hmm. first thing that i automatically think of when i hear anti-hero is deadpool but i don't see deadpool fitting the dynamic of the spooky group i can see him coming in and fucking with him going yeah hey blade i got your glasses Boop. yeah and that's like the cool thing where they could drop you know you have your little cameos and things pop in but they're all going to have their their battles to fight that fit within the the realm of the things that they're associated with. So that's where I can see that. I can and, see that. I see what you're going with that. Yeah, I really have. I'm having a really hard time putting that into words. The thoughts are there. It's late and I'm tired, but I think we're going to start seeing some more of that. That's how you're going to get a lot of characters introduced. It's I, just I'm stuff like it. that. I like it because that it's just like with the comics. You've got different styles you have different storylines and things like we were talking about the max comics that are you know grittier and yeah, rougher around gritty. the edges and you know and that i like the gritty stuff because i've talked about that so much about how i like the dc stuff and how they do things and they just keep dropping the ball yeah and so you're going to start maybe this is how they're going to start giving those different flavors all still in the same universe so they can you know beg borrow and steal and make cool cameos and make all this cool crossover shit happen but you're going to have all these there you're going to have less mainstream stuff mm-hmm. to to really focus on some some of the audiences and which can be a really good thing or it can be a really bad thing if they don't give it their full effort and make it quality it's going to it's going to suck it's going to be shit cuz they're going to half ass it and you're going to be able to tell but if they put good effort into it and you're like okay this these are the ones that I like mm-hmm. you know I can see myself being drawn to a blade ghost rider punisher team and line it's of gonna movies. hit a whole different set of fans right right so that was no, my thought I, I wanted to get out before we before we no and i'm up. glad you did because i think that's exact exactly accurate because mm-hmm. you like the cosmic stuff you love fantastic four it's oh, like love fantastic four yeah I, you know just from the shows that we've done i'm gonna say that's like top three if not the very top like your X, x-men are my top yeah x-men have always been my top Fantastic Four is definitely top three. Yeah, and so you're you're you lean heavier towards the cosmic stuff. I love the cosmic stuff. Yeah, 
which me I would scrolls. I would would like because I love horror and things that are darker and grittier and scary. And I would really, if I had a choice, I would gravitate towards, you know, this group of movies as opposed to the cosmic stuff. That's why I think you're going to do well with um, Morbius. Yeah, I'm excited. Just just the trailer for that. I was like, yep, I'm I'm for this. And that would probably fall in uh, with this as well. So there we go. Um, yeah, it was great. Oh, another reason we went on this too is Kyle actually sent us this earlier um, this week. There's going to be a huge event in 2022 in the comics. That Perfect. event is what? I already forgot what I sent. What did I tell you? X-Men versus Avengers. Oh, in the comics. Yes. Yes. Versus. Uh, The The Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a three-way. Yep. Not a good one. Not a good one. Not a good one. Not like the kind on like, like, like you'd have to, it was all fuzzy and stuff when you're Mm -hmm. growing up. Yeah. They're going to be battling out and Deadpool is going to show up with the lube. It's like here, (laughs) here to help things go a little smoother. Pegging. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? Are, are we wrong? Are we right? We're probably wrong. We're probably wrong. I feel like we were extremely right on so many things. So, we yeah. We could have been. So, yeah. Like it. Add it to your list. Tell your friends. Pass it along. Share it. Hit that share button. Hit the, hit the like buttons. Hit the sub or follow button. Mm-hmm. Help mm-hmm. us out a little bit. Be cool. You're only cool yeah. if you do that. Be cool, man. Yeah, be cool about it, dude. So. Well, with that, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerd. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. And wherever you guys are, please have a great evening, night, morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, and be good to each other. Nerd See ya. See ya. Up. It could get elevated. Nerd conquerors up It could get elevated Nerd core used to be just a made up word MCs tried to wait